What is going on everybody? This is Rick Adams. We got Jack Farris on the line once again. It's episode 9 of the JNR Puckhouse. It's June 21st, 2022, and you gotta love it, folks. You gotta love it. The NHL Awards, we had three games of the Stanley Cup Finals. We're gonna we're gonna dive right into it. Um, Jack, say hello to the people for us. What's up, listeners? Jack Farris here. Happy to be talking to you guys again. Rick, good to be talking to you again. Also, like we said last podcast, I mean, we were looking forward so much to the draft and the free agency and the trades and all that, you know, that coming up and that was going to be a big podcast, but we got the awards. I almost forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're enthralled in the playoffs and you kind of forget about the player awards, but that's uh, definitely something interesting to talk about along with the Stanley Cup playoffs, of course. Yeah. So excited about both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... You know, it, it's it's cool. I actually completely forgot, as, as the listeners can tell. As you mentioned, we forgot. Uh, but you know what? We like you said, fully invested into the playoffs. And hey, listen, um, that's what we're here for. We're gonna go over everything. We'll save the awards for last. Let, let's dive right into the playoffs here. Let's dive right into the first three games. Um, a total shock in that game too. But let's let's dive into game one. Um, Colorado was crazy dominant and it just goes to show home games are so important and I don't care what anybody says number one and number two Tampa is that good that they were resilient enough to force OT I don't know what happened to game two where that's why we're talking about game one right now but it just goes to show how good Tampa is they're able to force OT even though they lost and they're on the road but they were still able to be resilient enough and keep the cool and come back, but you know, lose an OT. But resiliency, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you don't win two championships without resiliency, right? Right. You know, it doesn't happen by mistake. So, um, I, the big thing for me was you, you, uh, game one when Colorado won an OT, obviously. Uh, that was a tight game. You know, that, that was a good game, first of all. It was a tight game, um, kind of even. You know, so then you obviously you go to game two and Tampa gets completely smoked, which you don't see often. No. It's like they weren't weren't prepared for Colorado's high flying offense. Kale McCarr was just like a fucking, I don't even know the right word to describe him, but he was just out of this world. Um, I mean, it, you, after that game where they get smoked seven nothing. You got so many people like, oh, Tampa's done, Tampa's done. They're, you know, see, it's over, you know. I was just like, no, they're not. You know, listen, I know the Rangers in Colorado are not the same team. I'm not trying to compare them. But the Rangers were up to nothing against Tampa, too. All right? And, you know, I know you put a lot of emphasis, Rick, on the home games. I don't put as much emphasis on it as you do. But I do think Tampa has a, a, an advantage at home. They, they don't really fucking lose at home. So I do think it's an advantage for them. Um, but yeah, like, listen, even after getting smoked 7 nothing in Tampa, uh, Colorado going up 2 nothing, you can't write them off. And that's, they, they proved that game three. They came out like a totally different team. And, you know, they weren't they weren't going down 3 nothing. They, they left it all out there, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's... Uh... It, it, it's it's a great thing to see because honestly I'm just rooting for a great series at this point. Yeah, I want my bet to hit Tampa in six, of course. But um, 
you know, I I'm rooting for a good series back and forth. This is this is uh, what talk about goal scoring in a final, man. This is a lot of goals being scored, you know. Um, mm. but but yeah, the home games, man. I I, I don't know, like. You got Colorado going two and zero at home, right? And they have a crazy road record. Um, you know, I know they just they just actually I think they were what they were uh, I think they were like seven and zero on the road, something like that. They were seven in a row on the road going into that game, and then they lose. So it's like home games matter. You can't you can't count it out, especially when you're talking about these two teams. I mean, hey, they're in the Stanley Cup for the final for a reason. Um, I would love to see Tampa tied up at home, get that road win, get that sneaky road win, and then finish it off at home. Uh, just so my beck can hit. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's you got to give credit to a guy like Valerie Nachuskin. You got to give credit to him. Um, I, we were mentioning, I think, last podcast. I liked him, but even back when he was on Dallas, I don't think he was really given a fair shot. Um, and look at him now. You know, look yep. at him now. Um, that, you know the story with him too, right? Is uh, Yarmir Yager said that he was going to be like the best player in the NHL or something like that back when he was getting drafted. Really? He was talking about how yeah, he was talking about how sick he was going to be, and uh, he didn't really pan out. You know, he didn't pan out to be the player. He, I think, he, yeah, he got drafted by Dallas, right? He got drafted by Dallas. So, the yeah. time with them. I think he actually went back to Russia and he played yeah, in Russia for a, for a little while. Yeah, for a year, I think. Yeah, in Moscow, I believe, and uh, and then he came back to Dallas, and they just didn't really, you know, they kind of parted ways. He wasn't working out in Dallas, but I'll tell you what, he's looking damn good in Colorado. I wonder if they'll even be able to re-sign him because yeah, I'm right. sure he's going to cost, you know, what five million, six at million least. at least, something yep. like that. So, but yeah, Rick, getting back to what you were talking about, they, uh, it, I give credit to Colorado because. Honestly, Darcy Kemper is playing better than I thought he was going to. Last game, not so much. He got pulled, obviously, for Francis, but um, they're playing better hockey than I thought they would. And a lot of that's just obviously driven by their superstars, you know. And um, But also guys like Nachuskin. Right. Nachuskin and, and, and uh, Burkowski, Comfer, these guys, yeah. the bottom That line is great. In. That third, I think it's the third line. That, that third line is great. Yeah, Maybe it really second, is. But whatever it is, and Bowen, Bowen Byram, I like the way he's playing. Yeah, for a yeah, I'm, he's, I'm glad he's flying under the radar. I'm glad he's playing. playing. Well. I remember, I remember earlier in the season, it was kind of a little bit questionable. He had some, uh, he had a concussion, a bad concussion. I remember he was out for quite some time. Yeah, he's having was, issues. I was upset. I was like, you know, you hate to see that because you know, young young kid and whatnot. I mentioned this a couple podcast episodes, uh, you know, way back when, but um. Yeah, you gotta love that that he's back. He's playing great hockey in the Stanley Cup final. You know, you got you just love to see it. Yeah, I know because he was having issues. He was having like uh, serious serious issues. You know, the concussion, uh, the effects from the concussion were lingering for him. I think he was dealing with like maybe some depression issues or whatever it may be. I could be wrong about that. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but if you look it up, he he was dealing with some serious issues from the concussions. So, uh, yeah, me too. I'm happy. He's a young kid. He looks like he's going to be a stud in the NHL. So, happy that he's uh, healthy and doing good. Because that's one guy I think is flying under the radar a little oh, bit. Yeah. You could talk about Kale McCarr all day long and McKinnon. And, and even Taze. And even Taze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Devin Taze, of course. Uh, but, 
I think under the radar, he's been real solid for them, especially for a young kid that hasn't had, you know, playoff experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but, you know, uh, listen, not to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, I've been excited. Not, not to cut you off, Jack. Since we're talking about under the radar guys, I want to do an under the radar mention since we're talking about Colorado is uh, Lekkinen and Helm. Um, mm-hmm. Helm scoring some big goals. Lekkinen scoring some big goals. I love the acquisition when they got Lekkinen at the deadline. I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely yeah, I, loved it. You could, you know, I did too. Yeah, no, he, I think he's got seven he's, goals. He's been great. Yeah, he's got seven goals right now. Like, it's just, everybody's gelling for Colorado, you know? Uh, uh, you know, and I know last game, you know, game three was whatever, but like those first two games, it was just, I, that was unreal. I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a team come out that hot before. I really, I really, you know, my, all my years watching hockey, I don't, I've never seen a, they just, they just, they were so dominant, so much faster, so much faster. It was crazy. Yeah, I think I think they're just like a, a a notch above anyone that Tampa's played and that Tampa's beat, you know. And I, you know, as much as I'm a big Lightning guy on this podcast, I mean, we all know by now I'm a Rangers fan, but I I like the Lightning. I like a lot of players in the Lightning, and I, I always I always kind of root for them as long as they're not playing the Rangers. So, but I will say, a lot of people are right. In the finals, they beat Dallas, and then they beat Montreal. Neither one of those teams compare to the offensive firepower that Colorado has. Right. So you know this is a different ball game for them, different fucking hockey game for them is what I should say. But um, <laughs> there's no doubt. There's no doubt it's a different, different game, different team. But what I will say is, if Colorado could find a way to beat them, they're going to become the new Tampa, where for years and years they're you know competitive they're in the finals they're winning cups like they're gonna be that team if they keep this core together pretty much everyone's locked up the only person they got to get locked up within the next i don't know it's not i think mckinnon's got one more year left on his contract after this so as long as they can extend mckinnon and he wants to be there long term they're gonna have a fucking really good team for you know uh seven eight years yeah you know what i mean solid core there so absolutely yeah, if you have McCarr, McCarr, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis got locked up, and whether they keep Kemper or they find another goalie, uh, you know, they're going to be in good shape. I know Devin Tays is locked up. Um, you know, so they, they're probably, they're probably going to lose Kadri. We'll see. Maybe they'll re-sign Nuchuskin. Um But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm diving into their cap situation a little too much, and they're still in the Stanley Cup playoffs, so we'll save that stuff for the uh, offseason. But, um, yeah, they're uh, – they're an impressive team, but I'm still going with Tampa in this one. I think Tampa so showed too. us showed us in Game Three that it's still a series, um, and it's still a series. Listen, like you like to talk about the home games, Tampa, Tampa wins the next game, and then they, you know, they get that sneaky one on the road, like you said. They're going to be in good good shape. Yeah, um, you know that game three. I was actually a little bit worried once they, you know, once uh, Colorado scored that first goal that got waved off. Then it got waved off, and I'm like, all right, a little bit of a relief, you know. Um, and then I think it was Landeskog scored a couple minutes later, and I was just like, oh no, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. I was just like, oh boy. But then Tampa bounced back, um, and Braden Point was out. I, I actually didn't know that till game time. Um, I guess he aggravated his injury. Um, or re-aggravated it, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
Yeah, he must be playing through something kind of serious to the point where maybe Cooper was like, listen, like, he tried to come back. Maybe he obviously wasn't 100%, and they yeah. were probably like, listen, just, you know, stay out because you obviously can't really play through this, you know. Who knows what it is. They, they, they don't tell you really in the playoffs, so. Yeah, I mean, so may, hey, maybe he was so injured that it would be slowing the team down, making it worse, you know. I mean, you're better off having, you know, some fourth-line role winger, you know, or center yeah. take, taking the spot. Could be a team doctor saying, full, hey, full speed. this guy shouldn't be playing with playing through this. You know, could be that, you know. But, yeah, you know, hockey players are. I'm sure Braden Point's saying, I'll play. Even if the guy's got a fucking broken leg and a concussion if he can play he'll probably play because i'm sure that's the type of guy he is but yeah. you never know it could be oh, that yeah. bad where he just literally physically can't you know yeah and then kucherov got got a little hurt at the end there i knew he skated off it was like five minutes left to go um took a one-timer on the power play and he just he, he took, went through the full motion he just skated right off um he's yeah he's likely to play thing. what i'm hearing um, most likely to play as long as he doesn't aggravate the injury, he should be good to go. You know, um, I think he plays. It's it's game four at home. I, I don't like. They didn't say it was anything major. You know what I mean? So you know, we'll 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 see game time. I really would be shocked if he doesn't play. I think he's good to go though. Um, yeah, I hope so. I mean, listen, you can't really lose that guy. Uh, no, he's. I mean, they can, but what? The, the guy that's been. Great for them offensively, Stamkos. Yeah. Stamkos. Oh yeah. He's been unbelievable for them, scoring the clutch goals. Got three goals in the last five games. Um, he's scoring the big goals for them, and it's good to see because uh, he he hasn't played that much in the playoffs these past two years because of injuries. Like he hasn't been able to yeah. be there for every series and every game because he's battled a ton of injuries in his career, but. He's been lights out for them all playoff long, you know, and it's good to see. That's their captain, you know, and he's an unbelievable player still. People don't talk about him. Like, they used to talk about him a lot because he was so good. Like, he's still such an awesome player, and I feel like he he kind of flies under the radar a little bit, and it sounds crazy because he's, you know, Tampa won two cops, but, like, like people forget how good he is. You talk about Tampa, a lot of people talk about Point and Edmund Vasilevsky, but yeah, Sam Brooks could still play. He's a yeah, little bit I, older now, but he's I, he's still in our, in our fantasy hockey league. I traded him away to you because I was like, "Fuck this guy, he's done." <laughs> I know. I was, I, was, I should have mentioned that earlier. I know. I forgot who I gave you for Sam Brooks, but that was the best pickup I made in the uh, yeah in that fantasy league we were in. And even though I lost, that getting Sam put me ahead a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. it got me in the at least in the in the middle there instead of hanging out at the bottom. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's a. And one thing about Tampa, while I'm thinking of it too. Like, I do think like when you talk about young superstars and like the just the sure firepower, you know, like that high flying offense, the power play stuff. Like Colorado may have the edge now just because of McCarr and McKinnon and Ranton and you know, they're just so so skilled, but. Goaltending, I've probably said it ten times. Obviously, Vasilevsky, they got the edge of goaltending. But I think one area that uh, Colorado lacks in, they don't have a defenseman like Hedman. You know, like they don't. Like a Hedman eats up minutes. Like he, he actually hasn't been great against Colorado. If you look, you know, he's been on ice for a lot of goals, 
and maybe eating up all those minutes has kind of taken a toll on him. But he's, you know, still an amazing defenseman. I think it's the only thing Colorado's lacking is, like a, you know, a big, solid, dependable defenseman that could just eat minutes and just pretty much do it all. You know, been there, done that. Right. Um, I'm sure Colorado fans would be like, yeah, but, like, Tampa doesn't have a guy like McCarr because they don't, you know. That's the one thing Tampa might be missing is that right-handed shot offensive defenseman. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch game game four tomorrow because that's going to be uh, obviously pivotal. Yeah. Whoever wins. But if Tampa goes, Tampa wins, it's looking like a Tampa Bay uh Everybody went on the yeah, series, in my I, opinion. I think they're going to have enough momentum to sneak that road win um, after that. If they win tomorrow, I think they're going to have enough momentum momentum going on that road game and, and win. Um, and I know, I know. hey, listen, I know I fucking rant and rave about the home games, but we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know they lost 7-0 on the road, game two, but I just, I think they'll have... Enough momentum. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time Stanley Cup champs. I've said it before in other podcast episodes that if there's a team that went on the road, on the road at a big time, is it's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and uh, you know we were talking about the Lightning and stuff. A guy we didn't even mention, which I I can't believe is uh, Palat. Palat's playing great. Palat is playing so good. You gotta yeah, I give think him I credit. Last podcast, but um, yeah, he's clutch. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying this bucket. Like we did. Like he's just so. Like you said, clutch. He's just so. He's so good. He got ten goals. I mean, you, you, this guy's getting paid. You know what I mean? This guy. You know, I believe his contract's up. This guy's getting paid if they could afford him. It is. You know, um, don't want to dive in too much, but this guy deserves it. He really does. He really does. He's a clutch um, player. Steven Stamkos has said before, like years ago, that he wants Palat on the team as, as his winger. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, he vouches for him, and he's proven it. He's a clutch player. He scores big goals. He shows up in the big moments. Um, now, I think as far as affording him, they probably they probably can if they let someone else walk. You know what I mean? They may not be able to sign uh, like Nick Paul or, or someone like that. But um, it'll it's gonna come down to Palat because Palat could probably go to a different team and make six million. But Tampa might be like, hey, we could give you four point two or four point four. You're gonna stay in Tampa where the taxes are low and the weather's nice, and you're with a winning team, and you're with all your guys that you won with. Exactly. And what do you want to do? Like, do you, do you want to go to Ottawa and make six, or do you want to stay here and make four point five? You know what I mean? Exactly. We'll dive into that later. That's going to be fun to talk about. That That's what I really can't wait to talk about is the offseason stuff, but in due time. Um, you got the draft, I believe, July 7th. That's going to be great. So we'll do yep, a uh, we'll do a, uh, a special. Don't have any ideas yet. Give us some ideas, listeners, what we should do for the draft. We'll do something. Maybe we'll do a live podcast. Maybe we'll do, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but, yeah, no, live, it's going to be live a good from time. the Montreal yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, listen, game four coming up tomorrow, eight p.m. It's gonna be great. I got Tampa winning that. Betting twenty bucks on them. Betting twenty on them and a and a Palat goal. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. See where we go. Um. I think uh, Colorado. It's gonna come down to goaltending. Like I, I think they're they're obviously able to score goals. 
Uh, oh, 100%. We know that. They could beat Vasilevsky, and not many teams could say that. Not many players could say that. I mean, obviously, not saying Vasilevsky has never been scored on, but they could consistently beat Vasilevsky. You know, they've proven that. We'll see if that lasts. And we'll also see, can Kemper keep playing good? Because if he can't, yeah, can he can keep his come yeah. in and play well instead? I don't know. But I think that's going to be the breaking. Uh, Fransu- hey, Fran- real quick, Francis is uh, 6-0 when starting. So I've seen that last night, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe you see him get the start on the road for the hell of it. You know, why not? I, I think Kemper deserves to start, but maybe you see that change just because he, he's 6-0, you know, when starting. So, we'll see. It's, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. But that's going to be that's going to be the pivotal pivotal uh, factor for Colorado, for sure, uh, is their goaltending. Does their goaltending step up to the plate and, and get it done? Because... If Tampa gets those greasy goals, like a Pat Maroon or a Palat, Ross Colton, these guys in the bottom six, Nick Paul, Corey Perry, you know what I mean? Like, if if they're going to sneak one in or if they, you know, Colorado takes a stupid penalty and Kucherov or, or Stamco score, like, you know, or is, is Kemper making that extra save or those extra two saves that he needs to make? Or is Francis making that extra two, three saves he needs to make? Um you know, I know it doesn't sound like I'm, you know, cracking a, a, a big code here and it's not a rocket science, but it's really goaltending for me. Uh, are you able to make that extra save in that playoff moment? And the group, you know, when the goals get greasy and you got guys in front of your crease and you got guys, you know, it's just a tougher environment. Oh, yeah. And can Kemper do it? I mean, I think Vasilevsky can do it. Yeah, pass track record sure, shows but, it. Absolutely. But that's that's going to be the, the big factor. His goaltending, I think, is going to be a, a huge deal. Um, and also, you know, with Tampa, does Kucherov come back? I mean, listen, if they're already missing point, I don't know if he's playing tomorrow. I haven't checked on that. i got to wait for, like, the Elliot Friedman uh, Twitter update. But um, if he's not playing and then, you know, if Kucherov isn't playing either, which you know he's going to try to play if he can but I don't know what is nagging him. Is that going to, you know, if he does play, is that bringing down the percentage, the level that he's used to playing at or that he should be playing at? I don't know. Right. But I think he'll play, but like you said, will, will he be the same guy? Yeah. Because if you're missing Kucherov end point, and, you know, that's going to be pretty tough. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know if Kadri's coming back to Colorado. I heard he was going to come back. Uh, who knows? But we'll see. I think he's been skating. He's been skating every, pretty much every practice, every morning skate. So, see if he comes back because that'll be a big addition for Colorado. That's for damn sure. Absolutely, that's actually something I forgot to mention about Kadri. Um, Colorado playing so good even without him. You know, he's a great player, plays his role, gets his. You know, guys. JT Copper stepped up. He's playing pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like him. Um, yeah, I just can't wait. We'll see you tomorrow, eight p.m. Um, can't wait. Best time of the year. Really is. Um, yeah, I, I just hope it's an interesting hit. It already is an interesting series. The Stanley Cup always is, but like I said, if Tampa, if Tampa gets it done tomorrow and it's a tied series, that each game just gets that much more entertaining. You know? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's dive into the NHL awards. This was uh. Oh yeah. A little last minute, actually. I realized today I got the notification on my phone. I was like, "Holy shit! How did I not, you know, how did I not mark this down on my calendar here?" Um, start off with this. Get it out of the way. Of course, Matthews, you know, wins the wins the heart, the Rocket Richard, and the Ten Lindsay Award. Um, well deserved. Well deserved. I mean, numbers don't lie. You know, a a as simple as that. Um. Toronto has a special player. You would think that he's going to stay there for life. Um, I don't see him ever going to Arizona, just given the current state of the team, because I know that's where he's from. But um, I just don't see him ever going there due to the current state of the team. I mean, aren't they even playing in a college arena next year? You know what I mean? I don't want to get too much involved with this, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see him signing to them ever really um unfortunately um unless yeah, he's unstable uh, over there uh, unless Arizona. he's listen unless he's that infatuated and in love with playing for his home team that he grew up you know whatever but i just i, I, I see realistically, him I could see him go to la i could see it yeah i that would be a good fit <laughs> um but who knows yeah who knows you know, I want to stay in toronto i don't know you know right. they're gonna try their hardest to keep him right but right I, I, LA is pretty close to Arizona. It's nice weather. Exactly. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe um, them or Vegas or something like that, you know? Ooh. Him, him, and, him and Eichel. They still got time, though, so Maple Leafs fans don't get, uh, don't be uh, punching your steering wheels too much. We, oh, you know, yeah. we know he's still Maple Leaf. Oh, yeah. Um, Cal McCarr went in the Norse. Obviously, very well deserved. I didn't think Hedman had a chance. Um, I think it's just. Hedman already won. Here's McCarr. You know what I mean? Give it, give it to McCarr. And I think even, even aside from that, numbers don't lie. So yeah, you know. I think the only guy that had a chance uh, it was, was Roman Yo Yossi. Yeah, Yossi. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Yossi a lot. And one of the reasons I like Yossi so much is because I we know how good McCarr is. You know, it's, I'm not breaking news here by saying that McCarr is an amazing defenseman. I mean, right. just look up on YouTube. He, He's doing spinoramas and fucking beating four guys and putting a top shelf on his backhand. Yeah, you know I mean? short, short side. He's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> at the same time, Roman Yossi is just such a smart player. He puts up points. He's good defensively. He skates amazing. But he's also, I like Nat, you know, like I like Nashville. They're, they're a good team. But listen, they're not Colorado. Like yeah. he's been putting up numbers like that in Nashville for years, and he doesn't have the same supporting cast as, as Colorado. You're right? You know, you imagine Yossi playing with McKinnon and Taze and and uh, Landeskog and Rantanen and Kadri and all these guys, Chuskin. Like, you know, Yossi's got. Some, I'm not saying there's no good players on uh, Nashville. You got Forsberg and Duchesne, and and you know, but Colorado offensively is definitely more skilled. So, I think, you know, even the years before they had Duchesne and stuff like that, he was putting up those numbers. Like, he's, he's a really good defenseman. You could have made the case that he could have won. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough not to give it to McCarr because just the point production and just he's so smart with the puck. He doesn't panic under pressure. You watch him, you know. It, he's like Fox in the set, like Adam Fox. Like, I watch Fox a lot I'm a Ranger fan, obviously, but, like, he's – you know, they don't panic with the puck. They make the right play. You know what I mean? Like, 
they're just very poised. Right. But McCarr is just on a different level than Fox. He's got way more skill. He's quicker, better skaters, you know. So he's just, uh, yeah, he's he's unreal. You know, he's, he may yeah, go down as no, the, no maybe it's the best defenseman, you know, like just, what do you have, 86 points as a defenseman? <laughs> yeah, something like it's that. It's insane. <laughs> and he's not a bad defender either. Like no. He's, you know, he, he could defend too. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to like fucking crush guys like, like, uh, you know, like McAvoy or someone like that, but like he's, he's good defenseman. He's smart. He, he, you know, you watch him defend. He knows how to defend too. So he's all around. It's just an amazing defenseman, no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Great at hockey IQ. You know, sees the play develop, um, makes the right play, makes the right breakout pass, skates it up when he, he sees that lane and, Hey, he's all around good, man. It's no secret. It's not like you said. It's not breaking news, and that's why he won the Norris, and that's why he's in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, just think about that draft too. Not to just to stay on the McCarr subject for a little bit. I mean, you look at the guys that were picked before him. I mean, Nico Heischer, Nolan Patrick. Yeah, um, I think Heiskin, and not taking anything away from Heiskin, he's a good defenseman for Dallas. I like him. He's he's solid. He's really good, and uh, you know he may even get just better from here but it's kind of crazy i mean you can't really blame the teams to a to a degree if you're going by the consensus but i mean right i'm sure true. philly it would rather have Kale mccarr than nolan patrick right now and i'm yeah. sure jersey would rather have mccarr than i don't you know no one is no one patrick's on what vegas now i don't even think he's still with philly yeah i'm pretty sure he's on vegas i think yeah. he has some, uh, he has some injury issues crazy but, uh, yeah they're probably punching the air right now yeah, Jersey, Jersey too. They took Heischer. You go by the consensus. Sometimes it doesn't always work out. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, it's a tough. That's got to be a tough. You know, tough job being a scout and trying to. We should you know, uh, before the draft, a couple episodes, we should go over something like that. Players that uh, I mean, teams that that missed on key players like that. You know, Jersey draft, uh, Philly drafted Nolan Patrick's no no longer even on the team. And they missed on Makar. Just, just to say, just to talk about it. Let's talk about it because it's funny. Um, yeah, we could do that. Listen, we're gonna go on to the Vezina now. Shesterkin winning the Vezina, rightfully so. No secret. Second best goalie in the in the world. In the world. I mean, we're talking about the mm-hmm. NHL. In the world. Um, I still think Vasilevsky holds down as number one right now. Just. Given you know Stanley Cups, the two Stanley Cups, and he, other than that, he's a freaking great goalie. Um, Rangers are gonna be scary, man. They really are. Coming from an Ida fan, I'm I'm a little worried. Um, but they got a good leader in net, and you got a great GM, Chris Drury. I mean, you can't. You can't take anything away from them. You gotta respect it. You gotta. You gotta. It's a. Ve- it's. It's. A, it's a well built team. It is. You know. It really is. You can't. You yeah. can't discredit it. You can't. You literally can't. You. You'd be an idiot. You don't know hockey if you discredit it. You really don't. You know. I mean. You. You're. You're just an asshole. You know. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. It's, it's. It's very rare that a team wins without a great goalie. You know, an elite goalie at that. And the Rangers have him, you know, and like you said, second best goalie in the world. I agree. I think Vasilevsky right now is better, but I do think Shosturkin will surpass him. I think in so. In the next couple of years. Um, 
Yeah, he's unbelievable. Like since he stepped in, I mean, he like when he stepped in in twenty nineteen, nineteen, yeah. Wait, actually, it might have been twenty twenty, early twenty twenty. Actually, it might have been. I don't know if it, yeah, I think it was early twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, he stepped in. And, uh, he was he pretty much kind of forced Lundqvist into not playing because you know a lot of Ranger fans wanted Lundqvist to play, but. They just realized how good Shurkin was. Like he didn't belong in the minors; he was too good, right. and he was playing unbelievable. And you know, give credit to the Rangers scouting staff that found him. Uh, I can't tell you if it's the same scouting staff that they have now under Drury, or if that was Jeff Gordon's uh, scouting staff, right? Because you know Jeff Gordon did a good job for the Rangers, I think, with like, as far as acquiring players and stuff like that. Um, you know, if it's the same scouting staff, it's the same scouting staff, but you know, he's, he's unbelievable. He's probably going to be the best goalie in the league in a couple of years. Um, they got him locked up for a few more years and we'll see what his contract costs in, you know, three, four years. I'm sure it's going to be a ton of dough, but it'll be worth every penny. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not shocked one bit that he won. I mean, that's all I could say about that. I watch the Rangers a lot. I know how good he is, so. Yeah, listen, it's no secret. Um, you know, it's not breaking news. Uh, I like I like that when 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 you say that, Jack. Um, hey, it's not breaking news that this guy's good. Yeah. yeah. No, really, it's it's not breaking news that he's a stud. Um, like I said, I'm I'm as a this fan, I'm fucking worried. I got we got to fucking play against them every time, you know. And then mm-hmm. this fucking guy. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they pan out. I think they're going to be right back in the playoffs unless you know, they get the fucking scary, crazy injury bug or something devastating happens. Um, you know, knock on wood, that don't happen. But, um, yeah, they're going to be, you're going to be forced to reckon with, you know. They really, really are. It's no secret. So, uh, going to be interesting to see that. Um, let's move on to the colder. Let's move on to the colder here. Um, this guy, I feel Boy. like we never, we never mentioned too much because of the team he plays on and whatnot. Um, and, you know, we've been focused on... Pot, the uh, the playoffs in the past podcast episodes, but it's Maritz Sider of the Detroit Red Wings winning the Calder, um, rightfully so. Again, um, he's going to be great. Jack Farris told me about him. I never knew about him to be honest with you um, until Jack mentioned to me about him. And I'm pretty good with prospects and stuff. I really am. Uh, just just from you know being in touch with hockey and playing the NHL game and all this stuff. Um, Pretty pretty savvy with all that, but um yeah that was that was definitely an under the radar guy in, in in October when uh I think you actually told me you picked him up in the fantasy team in the in the fantasy league we were in um yeah and you were telling me all about him and I was like all right all right and then I watched him and I was like oh yeah oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent so. I remember telling you about him maybe like late October like yeah. or something like that. I was like, dude, you got to watch this kid. He's unbelievable. He's going to be sick. And like you said, you know, not a lot of people, you look at Detroit, they haven't been good for years. And uh, so you don't really think of Detroit much, right? But right. I'll tell you what, I know Steve Eisman's a very smart guy and you keep, we, we've been talking about Tampa for <laughs> weeks now. Who built that Tampa Bay Lightning team? Steve Eisman pretty much yep. built that whole core. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. So when I seen him draft more cider, I was keeping an eye on him, and we we had that uh, yeah we had that fantasy league that we were in. I picked him up, uh, dropped someone. I was like, yeah, Sider's going to be playing. I'm giving him a shot. I know he's going to be good, and uh, 
he, you know, it worked out for me because I think he had 50 points or 51. Um, he's huge. He's a big kid. You know, when I say huge, like big muscular kid, tall, you know, big dude. And he's, uh, he could skate, he could hammer guys, he could pass the puck. He's got a good shot. He's unbelievably, he looks like he's going to be like the right-handed shot Victor had yeah. in a way. Yeah, you've been saying you know? that, yep. And that's that's what I see in him. I mean, I watch a lot of hockey. I can kind of picture that stuff. I, I do think he could be like the right-handed shot Victor Hedman. I mean, he could he could do everything. Yeah, like a know? little bit more he, agile. Yeah. A little more and, agile and, and, Hedman. And I know we've only really seen him, in, you know, pretty much in only this season. But his first season, 50 points, playing unbelievable on a team in Detroit that's still building and not doing so great. Um, but... They're they're on their way up. And a guy like him, that's a cornerstone piece. You know, you have a you have your right handed shot defenseman, your number one D man block, you know, twenty years old. Right. And he's gonna be your guy for the next twelve, fifteen years, maybe. You know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. listen, when I seen Steve Eisenman draft him and reached for him and and a lot of the the media pundits and whatnot kinda were like, Oh, what is he doing? I was just like, Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to watch this guy Cider because he's probably going to be good because Eisman knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. And even smart GMs make bad picks sometimes, but he's Cider's a good pick, that's for damn sure. And he's uh, he's going to be one hell of a defenseman. I guarantee you, Jack Farris guarantee, within three years, he's a top five NHL defenseman. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I, can t- I totally see it. I totally see it. And I'm not even just agreeing to the gray. It's, it's I I totally say it. I really do. Hey, listen, you know, you know, you, you, he crushes guys too. Like he, if you watch him, he crushes. Oh yeah, guys. he's They're aggressive. He ain't, he ain't shying away. He's not. Yeah. No, exactly. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, you know, you know, it's something special when you see it. You know, it's it's. I think anybody, he was my Calder pick. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um. All right. This one will be short, I feel like, but uh, Art Ross, no surprise. Connor McDavid, again. Um, hey, he's decent. Yeah, right? He's all right. Um, didn't fly down. Maybe something going on. Um, we don't really like to dive into the drama and the bullshit. We like to keep it strictly hockey. Maybe something's you know going on with him. But, uh, yeah, didn't fly down yeah, the awards. Whatever. All good. Don't worry about it. Um, let's talk about it. No, let's not talk about it. But listen, um... The guy that took the video of him was an asshole, that's all I'll say. Yeah, it's all good. Whatever. Guy wanted to post it up, make fucking million hits, million, million views, whatever. Um... Yeah, I mean, listen. Most points in the NHL, he's got it, and numbers don't lie, and there you go, folks. That's really it. That's all I gotta say. Um... Yeah, it's there's one of those no, things where it's like... You know, that's it. <laughs> we're not, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not teaching anything new if you watch hockey that Connor McDavid is good. You yeah. Know what I mean, we don't really need to spend too much time on this. Yeah, it's thing, like, it's like people will say, like, oh, like, how does McDavid win again? Like, they should give it to someone else. Like, no, it's like, he's, he's that good that he's going to win every year because he's fucking great every year because he's yeah. just like until somebody he's the best player yeah you know? well until somebody has more points than he does then they'll win the award you know 
Just like how if somebody scores more goals than Austin Matthews, they'll get the Rocket Richard. You know? So, and that's why I we banged out the first uh, the first three awards was the uh, Richard, the the Hart, and the, uh, what was it, Ted Lindsay? I wanted to bang out those right away because it was all Matthews and the guy's good and it's not breaking news and this is where we're at. So, uh, yeah. Yep. McDavid's going to be obviously a legend. I mean, I think he already might be a legend, but, um, you know, it might be a little early. P people are probably freaking out. Like, oh, he didn't even win a cup yet. He's a choke artist, McChoke artist, blah, blah, blah. But the guy's no. unreal. He's a fucking superstar. Face of the NHL. Him and Matthews. They're like the new Crosby and Ovechkin. They're the new Crosby and Ovechkin, you know? Um, it's... What else more can you say? Yeah, he'll win a cup. I mean, they, uh, they said that for years about uh, Steve Eisman. I think Steve Eisman was, what, 30 or 31 when he won his first cup. You know, uh, Stamkos. Stamkos was... Uh, I think Stamkos was 30 when he won that first cup in the bubble, right, against uh, yeah. Dallas? Yeah, because I think he's 32 but, right now. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might have been 30. So... Yeah, it's yeah. People say that it just doesn't make sense. I mean, look, there's also very good players that never won a cup, like Joe Thorne, right? Know, like yeah. Guys like that. But um, yeah, they're he's gonna win a cup one day, and yeah, he's unbelievable. That's that's all I gotta say. I mean, just look him up on YouTube for five minutes. That's all you really gotta do to to figure that one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, well, not let's not dive too much into the to this one. Um. Lady Bing, Kyle Kyle Connor, the finest gentleman on the ice. Um, listen, I don't play. I'm not on the ice. I don't know if he's a fine gentleman. You know, that's what the awards for. But uh, yeah, I mean, guy's sportsmanship. I feel like you never hear anything bad about him. I mean, we all know he's a great fucking hockey player. Um, so I guess it's well deserved. You know, Winnipeg has a good team. It's their weird team too. I don't know what happened this year. Um. Don't know if it's something internal. Don't know if it's coaching. Don't know. You know, it, it's very strange. I don't want to dive too much into the whole Winnipeg offseason. But um, you know, team on paper they look great. Playing them in playing with them in NHL. I know it's a video game, but playing with them in NHL is a fun time. You know, it's not like you're using Arizona to, and you're like, oh, this is miserable. Like you know, they got some good guys to play with. Um, they got I don't know. Blue line. Yeah, that is that is a weak point. I will say that that is true. I think they got good forwards. I think you mentioned Connor. He's an unbelievable player. Yeah, he's fucking uh, quick, man. Uh, Ehlers is really good. You know, guys like uh, Shifley, who may want out of there. Who knows? See what happens in the offseason with him. He may get traded. But yeah. We'll I heard uh, um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, if I'm pronouncing it right, he, he might be going elsewhere. He might be. So that's going to be interesting to see where he lands. He's, he's solid. I had him in fantasy. He's solid 20-goal scorer, at least. I think he scored 30, actually. I wonder what's going on with him, though. You have to wonder, because you see what happened in Columbus. He kind of wanted out of there, and then he went out for those shifts, and he, like, wasn't playing, and, like, you could tell he wasn't skating and stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Columbus was kind of right. pissed at him. And now you hear, like, he's in, in Winnipeg, and I don't know if he's, like, not getting along with guys there or what, but yeah. if that's the case, it, like, if he's having issues with Winnipeg, too, he might be, you know, who knows? But, yeah, yeah. He, he is a big... Guy and he's skilled. And he was just like, shy of 30, 30 goals. He had twenty eight. He played eighty one games. Um, you know he he's um 
he's young too. He's 23. You know, he's still still room to grow. Um, wonder where he lands. He he got into that trade with uh, good player. Yeah, he traded. It was the uh, line A trade. Right, it was just straight up. Yeah. I don't uh, watch a lot of Winnipeg. I'll admit that, so I don't. I don't see him too often. I, I don't want to judge him too much. But yeah, I, I I'm a big line eye guy. Big big line eye fan. I like him. But if Winnipeg was smart, they'd try to lock up Dubois. I think. Yeah. He's, he's proven that he's a he's a good centerman, and he's proven he can score goals, and he's big. Um, and uh, you know, as long as he's not like a like a, you know. As long as he's not like a complete dick out there or in the locker room or whatever, which, you know, I'm sure he's not, they should try to lock him up because guess what? Winnipeg doesn't really have the best luck attracting free agents, right? So I think the players they have that are good, they should try to try to lock them up while they can. Absolutely. Um, the guy they should lock up also is, uh, well, actually they already did lock him up, I'm sorry, is uh, Kyle Connor. I mean, there's a reason why they locked them up. Look at the points. Numbers don't lie. It's as simple as that. 93 points in 79 games. 47 goals, 46 assists. What What else What else more can you ask for? You know? Yeah, it's um, kind of crazy, too, because it's those are some crazy numbers. Yeah. And, like, you, he's a guy you don't really hear too much about. I'm no. sure if you listen to Winnipeg media, you do. And, and, you know, maybe a little bit like TSN talk, but, like, he doesn't get talked about too much. I, no. You imagine Kyle, Kyle Connor ninety three points on Toronto or Boston or New York. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So they'd be talking. They'd be talking about him twenty four seven. So it's very true. Very true. Um. So Bill Masterson Trophy for perseverance and dedication to the sport of hockey. Carey Price. Um. Great goalie. Great career. Just shy of winning a cup. Um, it sucks. Yeah, and he's what riddled riddled with injuries. Right? He didn't even play this year. Played a couple times, I think, maybe. Yeah, um, he had some issues. I know that. Uh, from what I hear, he's an unbelievable guy like, off the ice. He does a lot for. Uh, I I want to say it was like special needs children or something. I, I could have that wrong, but. I've read good stories and good articles about him. Um, I think he's a really good guy, and obviously he was an amazing goalie. Kind of a shame he couldn't win the cup. That was his best chance was against you know yeah. in the bubble that year where Montreal went on that crazy one, uh, crazy run. Excuse me, but um, yeah, unreal goalie. I, I I don't know. I honestly don't really know exactly what's going on with him because you're here. He was going to play again, and then you hear like he wanted to retire. And, Maybe, you know, you, you heard stuff during the Seattle, Seattle expansion. They were going to take him, and Montreal kind of wants to be done with him to get rid of the cap space because he makes ten and a half million. I don't know. As long as he's healthy mentally and physically, I, I could see him, you know, still being good. You know, maybe Montreal doesn't want that cap hit. I don't know. I don't know what Jeff Gordon and uh, Ken Hughes are thinking, but we'll see. You know, there's got to be a reason for it. So, you heard anything about that, Rick? Do you know if he's like? coming back to play for Montreal or is he retiring? Like do you I, know the story with Price? I don't know the whole story. Um I heard more of retirement. Um I actually I really am on not knowledgeable about this. So I really hope I'm not putting out I wouldn't say fake news, but um I mean the last thing I read up I mean we're talking about a couple weeks ago is that he, he might be retiring, so 
Um, maybe we'll save that for the next podcast, um, or maybe more off season whatnot. But um, you show get more info. I would. I would like to see them. I would. I mean, I think any hockey fan um, would love to just see him come back and play and go back to his old ways. I don't think that's like a crazy take or anything, obviously, but um, I don't know. I yeah. think Montreal is going to be a good team come, coming soon. I mean, it's going to take a couple of years, but like like a two, two, three years, but that's it. I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think they're going to be a problem like, like Arizona, like where it's like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Um, no, because the difference got, with Montreal is they have uh, St. Louis. They have good ownership. Yeah. They have good ownership. They'll spend money, and uh, you know, free agents will. Well, the thing is, like Arizona's unstable, I think, and they don't really have like an arena. They don't have shit figured out. Their ownership, I'm not sure, is so stable in the sense of spending money on guys. So you're gonna have hockey agents that are gonna be like, all right, maybe you don't want to go to Arizona. It could go either way. It's depending on what type of player you are. If you're a young kid that's looking to like play a ton of minutes maybe you go to Arizona because you'll have a spot open on it the top line or something like that but um I don't think you're going to see like big ticket free agents going to Arizona you know I mean if, if Johnny Goudreau doesn't resign with Calgary I don't think he goes to Arizona you know what I'm no, saying no way but uh no way I think I think the struggle you see with Montreal is the tax situation in Montreal like a lot of players like if they have the opportunity to go you know play for Dallas or Florida or Nashville, where not only do you have better weather, but you also have, you know, a, a way better tax advantage. You know, Montreal, they take, like, more than half your money in taxes. Same with Toronto. Montreal might be the highest-taxed province, if I'm not mistaken, in Canada. Really? So I, thought, like, I actually thought it was Toronto because the city and yeah, everything. No, I'm pretty sure it's Montreal. I mean, if any wow. listeners are more... Uh, financially um educated on canadian politics or canadian finance let me know if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure montreal is the highest tax province so you know if you're making five million in montreal and then five million in tampa there's a gigantic difference you know oh, what yeah I mean? big time same with dallas or nashville or even carolina or something like that so um but at the end of the day i mean looks montreal is a, a original six team they got a, i'm sure they have amazing facilities i'm sure that there's the benefits of living in the city it's oh, i'm sure people love hockey there it's there's so they're gonna have money to spend and you know as long as they have the cap space because the ownership will put write the checks because of you know how rich that friend that that team is and you know so very, very historic i do think right montreal's turnaround won't be you know, bottom line, yeah, Montreal's turnaround is going to be pretty quick, I think. And they're going to draft Shane Wright. You know, so let's see how good Shane Wright is because True. does he step in right away and play or does he go back to juniors? Who knows? I think he, I think he's NHL ready, I think. From my, from my, from Rick Adams reports, I, I think, I think he's ready to go. Especially if he's getting drafted to a team like Montreal. Um, yeah, because if he's playing, if it's Wright and Suzuki down the middle, yeah. you know, and they both, you know, that's, is. Suzuki keeps getting better, and I wonder if their power play line is going to be uh, Caulfield, Suzuki, and Wright. Uh, for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, listen, sh- sh- I mean, uh, Shane Wright got exceptional status in the OHL. So, I mean, you know, they don't, they don't give that to anybody. Nope. So, 
yeah, he's going to be a hell of a player, and I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't work for Montreal's front office or scouting staff, but I could, I would bet money that they're picking right, number one overall. So, yeah, kind of, you would have to be smoking crack if you're not, honestly. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. let let's dive in to the Jennings Trophy. The goaltender having played a minimum of 25 games for the team with the fewest goals scored against it, based on a regular season play. Um, Ani Rana and Freddie Anderson. Um, pretty good dynamic duo there. It's kind of sad that Freddie Anderson didn't play one playoff game. Um, I think Rana played pretty fucking good, knowing his um, you know past past life in hockey. You know, I mean, it's it's he was never a true starter. You know, always always a backup role. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's well-deserved. I don't think it's, I mean, who else are you going to give it to, really? Not not the Rangers and, Gorg, you know, not Gorgiev and whatnot. You know, he barely played, and he didn't really play great. So, um, he played, I, Rana played with Chicago. I forget, did he win a cup with them? Or am I being crazy? He actually did. I don't think That's he played crazy. much with them. Uh, like, it was mostly Crawford. Right, right. I think right. he actually did get a cup ring because he was their backup. Right. Yeah, he... he uh, he played decent there. I know he wasn't, you know, terrible, but... He was on the Rangers for a bit, too. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember. Um, and then he went to uh, Arizona. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. He went to Arizona. That's right. Wow. I actually forgot about that. Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, um, like I was mentioning before with Freddie Anderson, that's, that's kind of sucks. That's sad. What, uh, you know, you listen, you do all that work, you put in all that work in the season, right? And then you're not there for your team. And I don't want to discredit anybody who's like a third, fourth, right? Uh, fourth, third, third line, fourth line, right winger or whatever. You know, everybody has a role on the team. It's why it's a team, but a goalie's a big deal. You know, it's like losing your quarterback in, in, in the NFL for the playoffs, you know. Um, a goalie's a big deal, man. Um, that sucks. You know, it does. So, um, I think I think Carolina's going to be very, very dangerous team. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, we'll dive yeah, Depending more. on what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, listen, we'll dive more in the whole offseason. Um Really don't got much to say about this award. It is what it is. Um, kind of like the Art Ross. It's kind of like, all right, it's no no surprise. But it, it, with this one, it's kind of like, who else are you really going to give it to? You know, again, we're going. It's all it's all numbers too. You know, that's all numbers. So, um, so that says it all. Um, we touched on the Bill Master and Masterson, uh, the Selk Trophy, Patrice Bergeron, well deserved, rightfully so. I th- I like that guy a lot, Patrice Bergeron. I feel like how could you not? Um, yeah, he's unreal. And I wonder if he goes back to Boston. I, his contract's up. There's talk that he may retire. He, you know, who knows? See what happens. Yeah. Boston will be an interesting team to dive into because they're oh, uh, yeah. they got a lot going on. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be the best two way player um, in the league right now. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know anybody that's on his level of two-way play. Like, I like Nick Paul. He's a good two-way guy. I like the, like Colton. He's a good two-way guy. But offensively, they don't compare to him. You know what I mean? No, they don't. Yeah, they don't compare. And defensively. Yeah, they don't just. They just don't compare to him. Um, I, I, I feel uh, like defensive centerman Philip. No. Huh, yeah. Different. Yes, you're right. Yes. He's amazing. Yes, amazing I agree. Defensively, I agree. And you mentioned him before. You mentioned him. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned him uh, previous podcast. I, I, I. Yes, I agree. Defensively, he's an amazing defensive centerman, defensive forward, whatever you want to say. Uh. And he's a good player, very good player. But he doesn't put up the offensive numbers that Bergeron does. Like, Bergeron is just as good, if not better, defensively, but he also puts up the offensive numbers. So he's, uh, yeah, he's unreal. Uh, he had, you know, he's been playing amazing, so I just can't see him retiring. I feel like he's not ready to retire. He's still good. You know, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see... think he's had any major injuries either. But Yeah, I don't see you know, him many, like, you know, slowing down like crazy. Um you know, I don't think so. Um, you know, a guy I kind, you know, I kind of actually made some crazy statements just before. Like, there's not many guys that compare to him. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, but I think Bergeron has that upper hand. You know, I'm just, I just googled real quick. Oh, the, that was uh, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I just googled the past like five years of the winners. Um, I actually, this one went over my head. I didn't even know Couturier, Sean Couturier on the Flyers won that in 2020. I actually. I have no recollection forward. of that, to be honest with you. But that that was a blurry year for everybody. Um, and then Barkov winning in 2021, rightfully so. I mean, we, we, we talked about Barkov and Hoover Dell before. We don't need to dive into every fucking previous award winners. I just wanted to Google this real quick. Oh, man. Oh, some, some, some great names here. Um, yeah. Listen, Patrice Bergeron, guy's a stud. Always has been. No secret. Guy's a cup winner. Um, it was a 2011 against Vancouver. Well-deserved. We all know it. No secret. Not breaking news like Jack Farris says. Um, yep. Yeah. Listen. Going to be interested in what, what Boston does with him. Um, like you said, I don't think there's any signs of slowing down. So, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. We got the last award here. And it's the Coach of the Year. Jack Adams, a.k.a. I like to call it the Jack Farris Award. Um, Daryl Sutter. I think it's well-deserved. Daryl Sutter, Calgary Flames. Um, you were very high on the Flames earlier. I know my buddy Bear was very high on the Flames earlier in the season. Um, I kind of doubted them. They were under the radar, came out of nowhere. Um, great team. Yeah, they choked in the playoffs, whatever. But, I mean... I didn't. I don't think any a, an analysis have have them going that deep or anything. Not that I know of. You know, um, I sure have. I I sure didn't have them. Um, I think they're going to be right back into the playoffs next year as well. Um, depending on the Gaudreau situation, and how they replace him, but I do think they have guys that will. Uh, listen, I don't think it's easy to replace a fucking what was he a hundred fifteen point you know, season, um, Gaudreau, but I, I think they got a good team that they, they will be able to make the playoffs if they do lose him. Um, what do you think, Jack? Yeah, well, I think that's exactly it. Like, what happened in the offseason with, uh, for Calgary, with their players, with 
with uh, Kachuk and Gintrow, I, I believe. is I don't know if Matthew Kachuk's contract's up. I know he's an RFA, so he's restricted. So, uh, you know, Calgary has some team control there. But, yeah, uh, I've heard that he may re-sign with Calgary. They're the only team that could offer him eight years because they're, you know, he was already part of their team. So we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, like who they add or lose at the deadline, like if they – if they lose Gaudreau and he goes and signs someone else, uh, I don't think you're not replacing it. Like the, 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 no. they're just not. There's there's no one better on the free agent market besides Gaudreau, at least at forward. And uh, if there was, I don't know if they're going to go to Calgary anyway. So we'll see what happens with that. Maybe he signs because you know he could literally go down as like, the highest scoring best forward in Calgary Flames history. You know, what I mean, seriously, he's. Unreal player, hasn't had a lot of injuries, just puts up points, great player, had a great year. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Daryl Sutter did a great job with that team, uh, made the best of his roster. Absolutely. I think that they, they do have a good roster. Markstrom's a goalie. I love Matthew Kachuk. He's an amazing player. I would love to have him on the Rangers. Um, but, you know, they have a solid roster. I think, I think they could make some additions i think they could definitely you know add some players but I think they have some good players you know they they got lindholm they got Majapani, they got kachuk they got Goudreau if he stays um so we'll see you know uh, you gotta wonder if Goudreau's kind of sitting there like all right well is kachuk gonna stay is right. Hannah gonna stay because if they're not you know what i mean like does he sign long term for eight years in calgary and spend the next eight years of his life in Calgary if he thinks in a couple of years Calgary's not going to be so great. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, it's a tough decision, you know, man. I think he wants to maybe test free agency and see what's out there for him. You know, see maybe a more attractive offer comes along, maybe Philly or New Jersey or who knows what's going on. You know, we, I keep saying Philly just because he's from that area, but, you know, who knows? If Nashville throws a ton of money at him, maybe they all go to Nashville, big go, tax situation, good weather. I think city, he either... Uh, now it, now after looking at the cap, and we'll, we'll get into the whole the whole offseason with them. Um, but look, I did a quick glance the past couple of weeks, and I, I, we've talked about it. Um, I really think he either re-signs in Calgary, stays with that core, or he's going to go to Nashville. I, I, I mean... The, he's, I think he's a good enough player that you're going to be able to plug into Nashville, sign the deal, going to Nashville. Um, even if they re-sign or, or lose Philippe Forsberg, Nashville, I, I just, I would love to see that fit. And I don't see why he wouldn't go there. Warmer weather and whatnot. Better, better market. Well, you could argue better market, but, you know, I'm sure it's less tax, but, yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, yeah. I've never been to Calgary. It may, may be cool. But um, I've heard cool things about it, but it's still far away from where he lives, and it still gets dark and snowy and extremely cold in the winter. So, and it's highly taxed compared to a lot of other United States. So, um, we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see pretty soon where he's headed. You know, if he decides to eight years with Calgary or if he tests free agency and sees what's out there. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, not to go off too, you know, we're going off topic, I guess, a little bit. Talk about Gaudreau, but as far as Daryl Sutter goes and that award, yeah, well deserved. Um, yeah, I think you could have made the case for 
the Rangers and Gerard Gallant. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Ranger fan, but I think he did a pretty damn good job with the Rangers. Um, I, you know, I actually give a lot of credit to LA Kings, their coach. I mean, they made the playoffs, and I wasn't too impressed with their roster. I think he kind of got the most out of his roster. Right. Uh, I think he did yeah. a pretty damn good job. To LA, I think it's Todd McClellan, right? Todd McClellan, he did a good job. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think there's a lot of coaches that did a good job. You can't go wrong by saying that. Sutter, I think he uh, did a good job with Calgary and got the job done. and Not the job in the sense of winning and win the cup, obviously, but, you know, they took major prize and uh as long as they can keep their core together, I think he's, you know, they're going to have a really good team. Yeah, like you said, keeping that core. Um, we could go on and on. I'd like to see him add something on the deadline. Uh, not the deadline, uh, something on the blue one. You know, just hypothetically, if they keep Goudreau. Yeah. They're able I mean, to sign Kachuk. They got, they got Hannafin. They got Rasmus Anderson. I can't really tell you who else, honestly. They got that oh, guy Ch- Killington. Chillington. Kill- Killington. He's, yeah, he's they, solid. They like him, he's solid. Yeah, he's solid. I think they got Tanner still, right? Chris Tanner. Yeah, you're right. Yep, Tanner's. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, uh, if they're able to keep the core together, I would like to see them add something on the blue one. Yeah, that's gonna be good. You know, maybe it's easier said than done, I guess. But whether it's through free agency or trade, I think they do have to shore up the blue one. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. Um, honorable mentions. Um, well, not really honorable mentions. What am I saying? I'm fucking all over the place. Getting a little late. A little loopy. Hey, so we don't know about these awards. Awards. Um, this award winner for this topic here. We know the nominees. For some reason, they're going to announce the winners for GM of the Year at the draft. Uh, I never heard of this. Um... I don't remember this happening. Whatever, though. Um, GM of the year will know July 7th during the draft or right before the draft. Don't know all the details yet. But the nominees are Chris Drury, Joe Sackick, and Jack Farris has to help me out with the last name. It's Julian Breezebro. I'm probably butchering it. Julian Breezebois. 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 Breezebois of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Julian Breezebois. Julian Breezebois. See that 12 times fast. Tampa's GM, and I think he's he's done a great job the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. You know, taking over for Eisenman. Yeah, I think Sack's gonna win it. Um, but we'll see. Especially I mean, if they win the cup. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe may hey maybe that's why it's uh they save that for later. I don't know. But if that was the case, they would save the Norris for later, you know, because it's Hedman and Kale McCarr going at it in the cup. You know what I mean? But who knows? Um, I yeah, think Sack will team get wins it. The cup, I think whatever team wins the cup will wind up winning that uh, that award. Yeah. Whether it's Tampa or Colorado. But, uh, yeah, Drury's been great, I think. And yeah, the reason absolutely. he's in there is because I think the Rangers went farther than – Anybody expected. Yeah. No, no. Listen, no no analyst had any any Ranger pick on their radar for anything. They didn't. I didn't. A big part of that is just shirking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I will say he he was smart in the sense that the Rangers didn't give up the first-round pick, and they still made some says. Oh, actually, they did. I'm sorry. Now that Cop, because they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and 
they played X uh, I forgot how many games it was. There was a conditional pick. Right. It was supposed to be second pick for a cop, but now that turned into a first. It's going to Winnipeg. So the Rangers actually did give up their first round pick. But still. It's all right. They uh they did a good job. You know, they got Cobb, Toronto, Mott. They, they made some guys. That guy Justin Braun wasn't too bad for them. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens in the offseason as far as who they could resign. Can't because they only have so much cap space. But uh, I'd like to see them at least keep Cobb. I like him a lot. He's pretty. He might be too expensive, but they got to keep keep one of those guys. I like Petrano too. He's been pretty solid for them. He's been all around. He's been like a little water bug out there. He scores goals. He's you know blocking shots. So Petrano's a good player. I like him. If they could get him on a decent contract, I like to see him stay. Yeah, I don't know the current cap space with them. Um, if they're able to afford everybody and just run it back. That would be awesome. I think that's what they should do. Um, if they have to make you know, minor moves to get rid of certain guys, um, then it is what it is. I heard that Braun won't be re-signing, or the Rangers won't re-sign him, and, um, was it, was it Tyler Mott? Was it Mott? I don't think he's going to be staying either, so. Yeah, a lot of teams are after him at the deadline, because he's a pretty solid player, you know, trying to play up and down the lineup, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, look, the Rangers aren't going to be able to resign everybody. No, no team is. Fox's extension kicks in, and, you know, they're going to have to play Kyle Andre Miller soon, who's been really good for them. Oh, yeah. got players Definitely got to pay gotta, him. Can't lose him. You know. They cannot let him go. So, only got so much cap space, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's 10.56 here, folks. I think we covered pretty much everything. We got Game 4 tomorrow, 8 p.m. Mark it down. Set your alarms. Do what you got to do. Don't forget. Buy your steaks. Buy your food. Whatever you got to do. Get your beer. Get your smoke on. Whatever you got to do. Get ready. Game 4. Tampa's home. Rick Adams got 20 bucks on the Tampa Bay Lightning with a Palak goal. Um, hopefully it hits. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We got that. And um, the draft, July 7th, free agency, July 13th. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I, I, I hate to say this. I'm more excited for the offseason. I really am. I know. I know. I want to see who wins the cup, and then I, I want to see what's going on with the draft and the yeah. trading. And, oh, yeah. You know, who signs where. That's, that's an exciting time of year, time of year too. And then, uh, you know, the hockey world gets a little break after that for more, yeah. you know. Gets July, August, mid, yep. and Gets then September, kind of. The next thing training camp starts, you know, so. Yeah, just like that. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, that's going to be it. This is Rick Adams signing off. It was a great episode, episode nine. And uh, that's it. That's all we got. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Uh, Jack Farris signing out. Time for bed. Time for bed. Night, night.